broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. It's C.W. Hall, your host here on Midtown Business Radio. Thanks for making us a part of your day today. Joined in studio, as always, my good friend, Schwegman. Good afternoon. Also up, known C. as w. Dave. Schwegman. And I call you Charlie. We all have pet names. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. You can call me Charlie. You can call me C.W. You can call me the I've heard you call a lot worse, actually, That's right. So. I was going to say, you can call me the unpublished ones as well. And on the board uh, running the show is Krista Baruti, our producer. Hey there. And last but not least is our guest today, the CEO and founder of Vic- Vixen Vodka. We got Leanne Maxwell. So thank you for coming out today. Thank you for having me. I also want to say a quick shout out to our friends at Now Account who are instrumental in today's show. They introduced us to Leanne. So uh, thank you to Laura Hodson and Kim Humphreys over at Now Account, the uh, merchant services company that's here to help the small to mid-sized business company grow by getting quick access to their uh, accounts receivable capital. One of those things that can actually take out a small company when that uh, accounts receivable account is starting to age a little bit. So we're very, very pleased to have met those folks and be introducing them to the business to business community. But uh, let's get to you, Leanne. Uh, you, you brought us a lovely bottle of vodka here. So mm-hmm. take me through the story of Vixen Vodka. The more I learn about the brand, the more I'm excited to get to know you and, and uh, share information about you with the community here. It's a good story. Let's have it. We say that uh, all brands that succeed in this day and time ha- need to have a good story behind it. And uh, I have a plaque on the wall of VVHQ that says alcohol because no good story ever started with a salad. Oh, I like that. (laughs) This is going to be an exciting show. (laughs) But literally, we were girls that were on a beach trip and we packed bathing suits and vodka. And some trashy magazines. Not in that order. That sounds like my kind of now, vacation. Now, what counts as a trashy magazine? Is that uh, like uh, the Inquirer or stuff like that? It's a or? different show. <laughs> yeah. Us uh, Weekly. Pretty much like any magazine that has Kim Kardashian on the cover. How about oh, that? Oh, my goodness gracious. Okay. <laughs> so, as we hung out by poolside with cocktails, the conversation ensued about what made these vodkas that we brought our vodka. What made it... What... what brand spoke to us as a woman and we realized that none of them marketed to women they looked at women as either arm candy or sex objects Mm -hmm. so my partner Carrie said well we should just start our own now at the time I was in the finance industry and Carrie was the director of marketing for Comcast Spotlight (laughs) so we were ensconced in corporate America and I said who starts a vodka company and she said we would and we'd call it Vixen just like that I mean just in the blink of an eye and then we went back to doing what we were doing. But I say that we came home sobered up and remembered it was a really good idea. And we Googled it, and there was no Vixen Vodka. So I bought the name, bought about 20 websites, and then I called my ex-husband, who the husband part didn't work out so well, but he's a brilliant creative director. So I told him the name and asked him if he thought it was a great idea, and he said it was brilliant. (laughs) And he's definitely built brands. So I said, great, I'm glad you think that. Can you please do all the creative for us for free because we have no money? And he said, yes, I'm seeing legs. So I want the X in Vixen to be legs. Do you know anybody that has a good set of legs? And Carrie and I met through CrossFit, which is a boot camp type of gym. And there, were, there was a girl there that has amazing legs. She's a runner. She's an athlete. So I called her over to my house, told her to wear black tights and black stilettos. And we did a photo shoot with another CrossFitter who happens to be a brilliant photographer and <laughs> sent it to Eddie. And he created the logo. 
I love it. It's uh, it's catching. I've seen it in the past, and now I'm going to get to try it, which is uh, really really cool. So uh, yeah, the 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 logo is definitely one you'll notice when you're walking through the aisle. Yeah, I don't think you'll forget those legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hats off to CrossFit. Yeah. So you know, we had the name, we had the logo. We I bought it. You know, I said I bought about 20 websites. We had websites. Um, and then we kind of looked at each other and said, wonder how you make vodka. Because <laughs> we knew we liked it and we liked to drink it, but we had no clue how to make it. So Google became our best friend. Yeah. And I just started making phone call after phone call after phone call to anybody whose name came up in that industry and just started asking a lot of questions. Um, and it, it led us to private contract distilling and we settled on, we interviewed a few, but we settled on a distillery in Denver, Colorado because mm-hmm. of the water, which is one of the most important ingredients in vodka. So mm-hmm. they use the Rocky Mountain Spring water and because they have a glass still and the glass distillation process is just one that's so pure and so clean. Our only edict to them when making the vodka was to use a gluten-free base. We thought we wanted it to be made of sweet potatoes because as CrossFitters, we were eating a paleo lifestyle and we were eating a lot of sweet potatoes. Um, but once we tasted that formula, it was too heavy for us. Mm-hmm. And so they suggested um, a sweet GMO-free corn from Missouri. And that's what we settled on. So that's our formula. That's what, And that, that actually speaks to me. I know I was on your website. And what I find interesting in speaking to you is the process that you went through to get the best ingredients. And that's how the best meals start or the best drinks start is with high quality ingredients. So you're starting with the best water from natural sources in Colorado. You're Mm -hmm. using glass as opposed to metals and things that have solder in them and things that can leach out into the water and both cause a a distaste as well as adding chemicals, which our bodies don't need. And then finally, you're using non-GMO corn. Mm -hmm. I know, again, it's things that aren't going to pollute your body. And, you know, everyone's felt bad after drinking. And it's amazing that when you have alcohol that's clean how you don't feel horrible the next morning i mean i can drink a single drink of something that's just not high quality and i will feel horrible the next day and And it makes a big difference and for us we knew that women like to drink but women don't like that afterburn i almost call it the vodka wince where they wait for it and um so that was another one of our huge goals was to create a pure clean vodka 80 proof we're not a flavor we're not a skinny we're not a ready to drink we're not a mix we are a pure 80 proof vodka but we don't have that afterburn and it's because of that whole process one of our distillers um is a chemist so it was very much like a science field trip making this vodka when you were going through the process of talking to the distillers and you landed on this one in colorado did you how did the topic of the the you know the pot that they use being glass how did that come up did you learn that early on or was that kind of a you were already getting a sense for them and then you know thinking you were going to go there and found out later how did that happen um as women we do a lot of things through our gut and through our um you know just a feel for people and i was on the phone with them for 48 minutes learning vodka a to z one day and it wasn't so much the glass still that drew me in it was them as mm-hmm. people and how they did business the glass steel was definitely a bonus and it once we tasted it i had i had never had just a straight up martini before carrie she's a professional she likes to drink it straight with an orange slice i still like to mix it so we wanted to make a vodka that would mix with anything or nothing and so the glass still definitely does that 
but that wasn't the selling point for them to me it was just them as people um but i had never had a straight up martini before until we made vixen and now that I like, that's my drink of choice. <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting thirsty. <laughs> I, was, I find it really interesting that you were able to, you know, kind of interview people along the way, um, talking to various folks within the in industry, I guess, within the distillery kind of space. And did you find that they were open to, to talk to you or you know, did it take you a while to find some folks that would be, you know, because sometimes people are very close, you know, close to the vest, don't want to give away secrets, et cetera, et cetera. What was that like? I found just the opposite to be true. Um, people are very willing to help, especially when you approach it the way I did, which was, can you hold my hand? I never said, this may be a stupid question, or mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. I never approached anything like that, not from making of the vodka, not to the federal government where I had to go through to get my label approved, not through the trademark office. Everything that I approached business-wise if I didn't know the answer to something, which I did not know the answer to most things, I would say, can you hold my hand through this? And people are so, so willing to help. Hmm. That's really great to know. I mean, it's, uh, I would have not necessarily expected that. And we talked a little bit about before we went on the show that it's kind of a male-dominated space, you know, kind of top to bottom, really. Very much so. So, you know, that didn't, did that, did you find that that was, uh, you know, a barrier for you? How did that kind of affect your experience as you went through the process of you know producing your 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 product it actually motivated me um i had never written a business plan before so i wrote a what i thought was a kick-ass business plan <laughs> it was about 48 pages long and i knew a business consultant again through crossfit and i took him out to lunch and had him read my business plan he read it beginning to end shut it looked at me and said it's brilliant it's brilliantly written you answered every question before i even knew i had the question it's too long but beyond that he said you 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 wrote a a, a plus business plan you'll never make it and i looked at him and i said why and he said well because it's a liquor industry he said it's all men it's all old white men and they will look at you girls and they will eat you up and spit you out and i looked at him and i pointed to the bottle which was a prototype at the time and i said Sugar, this could be a pair of pantyhose or a tube of lipstick. We're building a brand. And so I found that highly motivating. Mm -hmm. Give me chill bumps. Yeah, no, I think that's very, very cool. And what's the response been from the female community? It's been overwhelming. It really has been overwhelming because um, we have a brand anthem. It's all actually on our website, and it talks about what it means to be a vixen. And in our, our definition of a vixen is a very strong, confident woman in mm -hmm. all aspects of her life, not just at the bar. And so we wrote our brand anthem about what it is to be a warrior in stilettos. And, and even if women don't drink, they still love this brand because of that. For those of you listening out there, you can see the, uh, the, the brand anthem for Vixen Vodka on Facebook and Twitter at uh, Midtown BRX. We shared that. I thought it was really cool. I watched it. It was awesome. It's, it's, it's really a cool X. And actually... For anyone who knows the Business Radio X, our X is very <laughs> similar, except for we just don't that. have a pair of sexy legs on it. Hey, so, yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. you don't have them on there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, but I'm curious, awesome. you know, because of the fact that you're really after the female community, you know, I don't want to wear pantyhose and I don't want to wear lipstick and I don't want to drink an apple teeny, um, you know, but I don't want to feel like a wimp if I order a Vixen vodka. You know, what do you say to the guy out there that, you know, you're, you've got half of the market space out there that you haven't uh, really engaged? And how do you keep them engaged? Well, 
I will say that women control 85% of the purchases. So um, I don't think I'm, I'm ignoring a segment of the market. I also, I mean, our marketing comes across that we are definitely not man haters. We are, we love men. Um, and we have found that men love this vodka. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as they taste it, um, they say that it's probably one of the smoothest vodkas they've ever had. So because of that, and being a small business and being as small as we are getting started, we can pivot things pretty quickly. So once we realized the response from men, we came up with a whole campaign about are you man enough for a vixen? No, that's awesome. And we really attacked the gift market a lot. Um, we did a campaign back during the holidays that we'll probably roll out again this year. And all it is was a picture of that bottle with a red ribbon tied around her neck, and it said, unwrap a little vixen for the holidays. Wow. Love it. <laughs> okay, I'm sold. <laughs> I'll take a case. Yeah, that worked. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the awesome website that you put together here. Um, kudos to the way it flows and uh, the graphics and everything. It looks fantastic. So, you know, when, you, when the folks out there listening take a look at it, they're going to be impressed. And one of the quotes that I really like, and we talked a little bit about this story, and you'll have to follow this quote up from a 35-year-old boy toy who's made this statement, your vodka is dangerously delicious. Now, tell me about that. Um, so we did an event where we walked in and it was, you know, 90% men. And we were like, uh-oh, you know, where are the women here? But And there were a few that showed up. But um, so we started serving. Um, we have some signature cocktails that are also on our website. Mm-hmm. And that evening we served up the Sassy Southern Vixen. And to a person, they kept drinking and kept drinking. And finally the guy comes up to me and he said, I could drink your vodka all night long, not realize I'm drinking it and not be able to get out of this chair. It's so dangerously delicious. <laughs> and you can find the recipe for that under your Vixology tab. Vixology. <laughs> you need to put out an app to, to compete with Vixology. <laughs> We've been talking with Leanne Maxwell, the founder and CEO of uh, Vixen Vodka, and we're very pleased to have you here. So. How's it going with the expansion, you know, the growth of your company? We talked a little bit about the fact that you're now, you know, beyond Georgia's borders now, and that's been a bit of an experience. And, you know, kind of talk about your growth and where you're going. We used Georgia as our footprint. Um, it is our backyard. Um, the laws here are, you know, crazy, but there's crazy laws in every state. And um, so we used Georgia as our footprint to test, you know, what we're doing, how we're approaching it, um, so that we could use that footprint in other states. And so, we launched at the end of November 2012 and used the first year to get our feet wet here in Georgia. And then this year we've expanded into six other states. What was the process like for you as you went from concept to we're going to do this? And you talked a little bit about that you began to actually st- secure some you know, sources of capital before you, you know, started producing. What was that process like? And, you know... Talk a little bit about how you, you know, went about the process of securing capital, particularly having been from totally tangential, you know, industries before you decided to launch this. So what was that process like and, and where did it come from? Well, at first, it, it was just us putting in money as we needed it. You know, oh, we need business cards. Okay, let's put money in. Oh, we need this. Let's Okay, let's put money in. So at first, it was just us putting money in. But once we reached a point that we knew we needed to go ahead and get inventory and you know, have actual glass and the the label process, we realized we needed to, to raise money. We didn't even really know how much money we needed. So we were able to connect with someone in the spirits industry that has built brands as well. And they were able to do a valuation of the company based on the concept alone. Wow. Just based on the press we had received, you know, out of the gate, because we did receive press for being a woman-owned company in the spirits industry. 
And so based on that, they came up with a valuation of the company, and then we did a true friends and family round of financing. Well, so if I want to purchase Vixen Vodka, is there, is, you know, locally, is it, <laughs> and is it pretty much everywhere around the metro? Or? We are in all the major metro um, liquor stores. We're all across the state of Georgia. I say we're from the mountains of Ellijay to the coast of St. <laughs> Simons, where we were founded. Um, but we're in all the major liquor stores around Georgia, and there is a where to buy on our website. Okay, that's awesome. Now, you're, you're kind of up and running. You're in a couple years in now, and so obviously things are looking up for the brand uh, you know what kind of advice do you have for the lady that's following behind you she's got an idea uh, wants to try something you know what kind of advice do you have either for the woman that's getting ready to start a business or just the person that's getting ready to launch something on their own yeah I, I mean I, I think this advice goes across you know all ages all demographics you know um, which is I call Vixen my why not moment it was the year I turned 50 it was the year I got divorced and basically, I was thinking that my life was going to consist of going home every night from my job, watching Dancing with the Stars and waiting for my two boys to make me a grandmother. And then I went on the beach trip. And so that year, I had two New Year's resolutions. And one was don't ever turn down an invitation because you never know who you're going to meet. Mm-hmm. And so I met my second and last husband at one of those invitations. <laughs> and, um, and then my other one was don't ask why, but ask why not. Because sometimes when you ask why you talk yourself out of things. But if you ask why not, it really opens yourself up to possibilities. And um, my other piece of advice is to go for it, whatever your it is. I mean, our, our it was vodka. But, you know, somebody's it might be running a marathon or climbing a mountain. And they all require processes no matter what. And But just... Go for it. So we're, we're hoping to inspire other women to go for their it, whatever their it is. So Vixen is obviously aimed toward the female market. Does the company reflect that in terms of the, who's, you know, who's working for the company? Yeah, well, right now who's working for the company is still Carrie and Leanne. So, yes, we definitely reflect <laughs> that. Um, we say we are our own demographic because our demographic – and you can't be all things to all people. That's another thing is, you know, we can't all of a sudden say, okay, well, now we're going to market to men. I mean, we have to stay true to our mission statement, which is to be a vodka by women for women. So our demographic is women 28 to 54. And Carrie's in her 30s and I'm in my 50s. And so we are our own demographic and we know how to speak to them. Well, you're making the 50s look great. Thank you. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit more about the message that you have on your website, which I think is really cool, by yeah. the way. The Our brand anthem? Yes. Yeah. Um, Uh, You know, it's funny. Every time we read it, Carrie cries. She loves that brand anthem. And Mm -hmm. um, we do have a copywriter that works for Eddie, my um, former husband, and her name's Rachel, and we call her our vixen voice. So we told her what we felt our mission statement was, what our mantra was, and she wrote that. And it just reflects everything we believe about having confidence in yourself and believing in yourself and not tearing other people down, but, but bringing people up and... Not like like I said, not just at the bar, but in all aspects of life. But we're vodka. We still like to have a lot of fun. <laughs> and that comes across in the website. It comes across as being empowering. It comes across as being very positive and very motivating. I mean, it, it's you. a very positive message. Yeah. You don't find that in alcohol. That's right. And even though you kind of aimed your brand at, at the women, uh, you know, out there in the community, and I don't find it you know, feeling exclusive. I don't feel like it's a Victoria's Secret drink here. I no. think I could go and buy it and not worry about it at all. Actually, I think it's very cool. Yeah, it was something that uh, we were talking about before, Leanne, was the fact that I actually feel that if I'm going to go buy vodka, if I, or I'm going to go buy my wife a gift rather than buy her flowers or chocolate, 
a bottle of Vixen vodka says, I think you're beautiful and sexy, and I think you're empowering, and you're today's modern woman, and I'm thinking about you. To me, it's the perfect gift for your wife or fiance or girlfriend. I mean, it's... Yeah, Perfect. I mean, even though you've aimed this at women, I <laughs> yeah. feel like it's kind of right down the barrel for the guy who's in an involved relationship that wants to do something really nice and thoughtful for, you know, his lover. Well, and that's what, you know, we, again, testing and focus group and everything else showed us that men do not shy away from this vodka at all, either at the bar or in the liquor store. Now, I will say most of the women or most of our market are the at-home drinkers they're you know they're the ones that are at the tennis clubs and their book clubs and they're making cocktails at home so we do really well in the liquor stores but men love picking up you know a vixen up for their vixen they also really um love our tagline of lust in liquid form that is awesome (laughs) (laughs) your your idea is great Thank you. From everything I've heard, the product is great. I'm looking forward to finding that out yes. personally as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, how do you take this from Georgia across the 50 states and make this where 50% of vodka sales in the United States are Vixen vodka? It's yeah. been a challenge to replicate what we've done here because nobody's going to have the passion for it that Carrie and I have here as feet on the streets. But what we have found in the other states is um, we've discovered what we call Vixen visionaries, um, sort of our brand ambassadors, the the women that um, t- speak to each other and, and have these groups and are in boutiques. And, you know, a lot of women, some of them hang out in the bars, but, uh, you know, most of them, we, we're finding our greatest success in what we call date restaurants. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and we go to where women are, which are spas and salons and boutiques. And even the at-home parties, we found a lot of success in partnering with a friend of ours who sells Stella and Dot, the in-home jewelry. Right. And when we go and serve a few cocktails to her friend, she sells way more jewelry. (laughs) (laughs) What's been the biggest barrier for you to get from Georgia to across the U.S.? The biggest barrier is we're a vodka. And um, so what happens is you have to get distribution in every state. And as soon as we talk to somebody, they're like, oh, another vodka. And um, we say, but we're not another vodka. And then we explain the story, but we have to be able to get there to even explain the story. And so there's, we've had a lot of closed doors as soon as they hear that it's a vodka. They're like, yeah, we don't need another vodka. So that's been our biggest. And how do you break those doors down? As soon as I can get a meeting with somebody, if Carrie and I can go and present or Carrie or I can go and present, every state that we've been able to present to in person has said yes. So, so really, your barrier is just getting the meeting. It's once just getting the meeting. Get I, me a meeting. I agree. It's a I mean, funny theme, isn't yeah, it? Once it kind of recurs in our, uh, in our line of work here, doesn't it? Definitely. But yeah. I mean, once people meet you, I don't know how they can say no. Thank I you. I mean, you're very engaging. <laughs> the idea is really cool. So. Yeah. yeah. I know if my girlfriends are listening today, they're going to be knocking on my door asking me for some of it. <laughs> yeah. I would imagine that you probably had a fair m- amount of you know, women just kind of giving you fantastic feedback through social media and elsewhere and kind of evangelizing for your brand. Yes. Again, we call them our Vixen Visionaries, and we're we're very active on social, even on Pinterest, giving mm-hmm. a lot of recipes. But, you know, we don't talk about – sometimes I say the vodka is the last thing we talk about. The vodka is really good. We just won a gold medal for the 50 best domestic vodkas. It's delicious. It disappears in mixed drinks. But what we talk about more is what girls talk about, which is fashion and – food and wedding planning everything. and everything and <laughs> every you know, little detail women have a lot of opinions and so we we don't talk just about the vodka it's, uh, it's almost like you know yak 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 about everything else and then oh by the way here's a really good cocktail mm-hmm. 
Well, that's awesome. We've been talking with uh, Leanne Maxwell, the CEO and founder of Vixen Vodka here on the show today. And, uh, you know, talk a little bit about the, the phase of when you were kind of starting to grow. We we mentioned the fact that as we kicked off the show that uh, that you were introduced to us by now. Can talk a little bit about that experience and, and what got you involved with that particular service? Because I know that for an emerging small to medium sized business, when you, you know, particularly in a, in a you know, manufacturing type company like yours is you've got to you've got to buy your ingredients you've got to pay for the manufacturing then you got to sell the product and wait for to for yourself to get paid for that and right. that can be quite a you know quite a dicey period of time from what i understand in many you know industries the 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 time you wait from the time you send the invoice to the time you actually get paid can sometimes be close to 60 days and i would imagine that that period of time is really kind of sweating bullets, you know, because you've got other orders coming in that exactly. you have to wait to, to, you know, be able to produce. So tell me a little bit about how you became involved with NowAccount and how that kind of played a role in your successful launch. So obviously we do a lot of um, events or uh, with women's groups, and we were at a women investing in entre- entrepreneur group um, at the invitation of another female that I'm, uh, Susan Netherow, who started Intimacy. And um, we're friends with her. So she introduced us to the girls from Now Account, and we just clicked. And so once we learned what they did, we were, you know, they knew that we, we could use them. We knew that we needed them because, you know, vodka doesn't take long to age or I don't have to grow grapes and worry about sun or dirt. But I do have to have an inventory of glass. I have to have an inventory of shipper boxes. I have to have an inventory of corks and tampers. And I have to have the labels put on. I have to have all that inventory there ready to put the juice in right so yeah we do have some costs about that and then when the distributors order you know then when they send you their po it does take sometimes 30 45 60 days for them to pay and so now account has been a godsend for us because they act as our accounts receivable and they send the invoices and the distributors pay them but they're paying vix and vodka and now accounts not they're not a factoring company they're a they're a merchant services company exactly. they're just buying the, res- the accounts receivable invoices uh, for a two and a half percent fee. I, I mean, was going to say for a very low fee. On. Exactly. You're getting, you're getting all of the, you get 97 and a half percent of your capital right on then. that invoice two to five days. Correct. That's pretty amazing. And then they, you know, they are responsible for collecting the balance and it's all in their hands and it's been, it's been a blessing. But to that's us. the other thing is they're invisible. They don't actually call and harass your clients no. to say, Hey, when are you going to pay this invoice? They're, they're able to shoulder the weight. Exactly. Right. But and again, they're in, as you said invisible because all the invoicing and everything comes to Vix, or comes from Vix and Vodka. So some of the other resources out there for capital to kind of help deal with this problem for the small business, you know, they either make you announce to your customers, hey, we're we're engaged with XYZ Factor Company or um, uh, other type of capital resources where if if they don't pay the invoice, then you got to pay them back, and right. it's 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 so much better in terms of the terms you don't have to sign a contract you just involve the invoicing that makes sense for your business exactly when you're we don't use them for every state that's right, yeah. so yeah but and the other thing is you know people look at vixen and the name and what we did and they're, and they're like why didn't i think of that and that's what i think about now account it's like why didn't somebody yeah. else think i mean this was yeah. a great idea it was so fortuitous that i met them and it's interesting i'm going to segue here at this point because i met Laura Hudson, uh, the CEO of Now Account, through a GMSDC show, which is also broadcasting out of our, our studios here in Midtown. And uh, that kind of leads me to my next guest here, Rick Tapia, who's of La, La Bodega International. And as it happened, he was on the GMSDC show today. 
and uh, brought in a bottle of J.R. Revelry, his new bourbon whiskey he's launching. And I said, hey, you've got to come and stick <laughs> it's around. It's a party. Yeah. If you don't have anything to do at 1 o'clock, you need to come on and talk a little bit about um, your your new product because we're hosting somebody who just is in the process of kind of a successful launch of a, a fantastic new beverage. So thanks for sticking around and coming out to talk a little bit about J.R. Revelry there, Rick. Appreciate it. No, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, any and all opportunities, I say, for any new brand, it's it's all media. So it's yeah. all good. <laughs> well, we're really excited to be able to help companies like you two uh, do what you do. It's been awesome for Schwegman and myself to get to meet all these cool people. So tell us a little bit about your story with J.R. Revelry and how you got into that. Because from what I understand, you did do some work in the in the industry a little bit, but didn't necessarily spend your whole time there. Um, I would be uh, what's considered an industry veteran, I guess. Um, I fell into the industry back in New York, which is where I'm from, um, and um, got into it about 17 years ago. Started uh, in accounting, believe it or not, audit. Um, went into marketing, brand management, then went into sales. Actually moved to Georgia eight years ago specifically to learn the sales side of the business. Um, learned a lot of things along the way. Uh, most importantly, if anybody's ever been a brand manager for any, any product line, any category, any industry, um, you know, your dream is always to kind of create your own thing. And, and that's what I've done here. I've, um, I, I left corporate America uh, about three months ago, and I fast-tracked um, what I'd already been kind of envisioning in my mind and, uh, you know, losing some sleep over and just kind of <laughs> writing on pieces of paper and planning here and there. And, um, and yes, uh, JR Revelry is uh, it's fully ready to go. We actually uh, empty the barrels and do our first major production run in October. So we're em- emptying the barrels October 1. We're on the bottling line October 13th, and hopefully in distribution in Georgia will be the first market. Um, by the end of October. So uh, the main idea is really, you know, uh, I've been in Georgia for eight years. I've got some good relationships and good contacts. This is going to be the learning and testing ground for the concept, the idea, the marketing of it. And um, from there, it's hopefully we'll, you know, launch new markets uh, early next year. Well, we're also really pleased to be uh, helping you celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. So thank uh, you. You know, Nice, nice to be able to be involved with that with you and raise awareness about that. I wasn't really actually even aware of it until the show earlier today. So we're we're, we're pleased to be able to kind of share that with you as well. Um, you know, what what's the process been like for you? I mean, just you know, take us a little. We learned a little bit about the sure, concept. Sure. I mean, how did you kind of come up with this and then you know decide on, on um, bourbon and, and what it's going to taste like? You Take know, it's, that it's, process. Fu- it's, uh, it's funny because working in the industry, you obviously follow all of the different trends and the evolution and things that happened. Um, you know, I've been working in it since 1997. Vodka is still king. It's still number one. It's the by far and away the most occasion um, product uh, um, uh, spirit. Uh, however, the recent trend has gone into brown spirits, uh, whiskey, whiskey of any type, whether you're Scotch, Irish, American. Um, being an immigrant, um, coming to the U.S. for a better life, better opportunity, um, I felt that what's more American than creating an American whiskey, that being a bourbon whiskey. Um, so that was really my vision in, in wanting to create a product and create something new and different and kind of stand out, um, be different. There's a, there's a great craft movement right now happening across yeah. the entire U.S. You've got distilleries being built in every state. The small batch and, thing and is every kind city. of Absolutely, absolutely. And, and it's great because that really lends itself um, to a totally new generation of drinkers, uh, spirit drinkers. Um, the new generation is coming in and wanting to support new brands, um, new brands that come from small companies, people um, that people behind these brands, they want to get to know you, they want to get to meet you, they want to be able to see you. 
Um, so that it, it's this whole evolution of, of what has been uh, the consumer mindset and most importantly the, the, the consumer palettes. So all of that coupled together kind of you know gave me the courage and the you know to take that leap of faith and say, hey, it's the right time in my career. It's the right time. Um, I, the other thing was I didn't want to leave Georgia and move out of Georgia again. And mm -hmm. the corporate side was telling me you need to move. And I was like, I don't want to move. I like Georgia. I like the quality of life. I like the cost of living. I love the people. Um, I love the evolution of you know the city, the transformation that's gone, the growth. I mean, my block doesn't look the same. Nothing looks the same anymore. There's new buildings. There's new sidewalks. There's new everything. So um, I've got a four-year-old daughter that was born you know here. So I was just like, I was like, I, um, she needs to grow up and experience um, what we're experiencing now. Um, so that was really the kind of kick in the butt that said, "Hey, if you don't want to move again, you got to figure it out." <laughs> and um, and then uh, and then that just kind of put the just do it kind of into it and said, "Okay, you know, you've been thinking about it. Um, you're at the right time where you just got to do it." So I figured, let me just do it. For all the bourbon drinkers out there, mm -hmm. uh, what separates your brand, and you know, what makes it different? What makes it unique? And um, uh, the beautiful thing about whiskey drinkers, um, be it any type bourbon scotch irish is um is that exploration um the the idea of wanting to taste what's you know unique and different the beautiful thing about bourbon and any whiskey is they all taste different um and that varying taste profile can be everything from the influence of the wood um uh, you know the aging the age everything they're all going to taste different so the exciting thing about this is uh people should be curious about just wanting to taste it to figure out what the taste is uh, the taste profile that I, I think I've put together and the early responses from feedback from some tasting events that we've done recently um, has been that it's very smooth. Um, and that's probably the first thing when it comes to a 90 proof, I mean, the, the brand is a 90 proof bourbon. So it's, it's, it's got some, some heat to it. Um, however, when you sip it and when you savor it, you're actually able to, to drink it and, and it, it's just very, very smooth. Um, and it, it took us seven batches to, to figure out that formula. So um, it did take a while of blending and trying to get the right taste profile. How, how do you, how, what's that process like in terms of, because from what I understand the, the type of, you know, the, the type of aging that that you're doing in terms of the the, the, the casks that it's going to be aging in and and all that what's that process like in terms of trying to come up with a recipe it's it's all in the art of blending because you could take the same distillate that comes off the still put it into a barrel at the same time you can't put it into the same barrel because you know a barrel is going to have a 53 gallon capacity but you could take those two same barrels from the same distillate put them into the same warehouse obviously you can't put them in the same space and they're going to age differently going to be the wood it's going to be the the heat the the the, the, um, the reaction it's going to have with the wood itself the length i mean there's so many factors in it that at the end of the day when you take that barrel out and you empty it and you start to create that batch based on the other barrels that you're introducing that's that's when that final flavor takes form and that's where the art is in in creating that flavor profile um, so we've created a standard now based on those different batches that we've mixed together and that's what um, you know the blending and bottling people will have as their as their as their go-to. Now the the beautiful thing about it is is that that is going to evolve. Any bourbon that you taste today, if you were to compare it to a bottle a year ago, two, three, four, five, seven years ago, there's going to be a slight evolution of that because you can't ever replicate exactly. Um, it's it's not like a, a formula you know, or a chemical formula you put in exactly and recreate that. Um, but that evolution of that flavor profile is still going to be part of the family, um, but it should be similar and it should just be better because you're continually to build um, on that on that taste profile. Um, but but we're excited. Uh, we're, we're excited with the first batch. Um, that's the, the first uh, batch bottle that you've got there. And um, as I mentioned, we go into full production, you know, in October. 
and we just look forward to, to getting out in the marketplace. Um, but even with all my 17 years of experience, uh, there, there's challenges. <laughs> there, there are tons of challenges. Everything from finding the distillery that wants to work with you to um, just sourcing the goods. I mean, um, fortunately, I had a resume that at least got me a meeting in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were a ton of closed doors. There were a ton of unanswered emails, unanswered phone calls. And even in some cases, you got to a point where you thought you were at a good spot, and then the phone just died. Right. And it was like, wow. Um, so it, it's taken a while. Um, it, it's taken a while, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, to have here what you guys see before you. And um, I haven't launched yet, so now what I really need is for consumers to uh, hopefully try it, appreciate the flavor profile I've created, and then start to spread the word. Mm-hmm. Well, the, one of the first things you do, obviously, with any kind of culinary experience, whether it's food or beverage, is drink it in with your eyes. And I can say that both of the packages for, for these you know, liquors are they're beautiful. I think the, the, the bourbon bottle that you have and your logo looks great. Um, yeah, I didn't know that you were a new um, brand new product. Brand. And yeah. I mean, to me, this looks like it's been on the shelf for 20 years. Yeah. This is a very, very refined product. When you look at it, you yeah. see this is a high class product. Yeah. Thank you. you know, thank so you. Visually yeah. very stunning. And obviously, even though I hadn't tried the Vixen vodka in the past, I definitely had seen the logo. It caught my eye. So uh, I can't wait to actually try it. So, yeah, everybody's going to have to check this out. And, and anything that we can do to you know help get the word out about you know the two you know companies that we're talking to today, we're really excited to be able to do that how was it leaving the corporate world congratulations by the way uh you know what i've n- i've never worked as hard but it's it's fulfilling i mean uh it, I, I i love getting up in the morning um you know i mean i'm working 24 7 trying to make things happen i, I fast tracked a lot i mean typically the the innovation pipeline for any new product is about a year uh, the good thing was i had a lot of the stuff already kind of in line and then, I mean, the last few months, I've just been fast-tracking everything. Um, but it feels good. I mean, you know, um, many people have told me, you've just graduated school. And, uh, and that's kind of how I feel, where, you know, leaving corporate America, I mean, I was learning. I was learning, learning. And uh, I'll tell you, even being now an entrepreneur, I'm continuing to learn. I, th- I thought I knew the industry. Um, there's a whole other side to the industry that we don't know, sure. <laughs> which I'm learning. So If the product tastes as good as it looks, mm-hmm. you know, I think your biggest problem is going to be how do you control your growth? And, you know, given that you, you have a plan for growth and if, yes. if in fact it does explode, how do you then fund all the explosion of, of the demand? Um, well, the first thing is, is there is a, there's an aging cycle and there is a production lead time with regards to bourbon. It's a little bit different than vodka in the sense that it does have to, by law, uh, bourbon has to be made in the U.S. Um, it has to be aged in a new oak barrel. And right now there is a shortage of barrels, believe it mm-hmm. or not. Um, the barreling industry, an interesting fact, which I, once again, didn't really know or realize until you get into it, is, is that um, there are people that have to physically go out into the woods, chop down a tree, um, take that tree, and the amount of wood that you actually get out of a tree to put into a barrel is very minimal. So you need to chop down a lot of trees. And the U.S. has plenty of trees. What we didn't have was the companies and the skilled labor to go do that, um, partly because the cost of a barrel had become so cheap that there wasn't a business model right. there. So people had left the industry got into any and all other types of industry. And now with this whiskey boom that we're in right now, um, companies have had to reinvent themselves, grow, expand, or new companies come to existence. So that supply line is starting to get back into the norm, but there is just a shortage of barrels. Um, there's a ton of whiskey to age. There's a, a shortage of barrels. And even then, we're on allocation. So I, I, I've got an allocation of barrels. So the growth is going to be you know, gradual. It's going to be very, um, very dependent on uh, the accessibility to barrels and then aged bourbon. 
Um, so it's going to be moderated, uh, but nonetheless, it, it will it will it's there. I mean, the the, the 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 actual business plan does have us expanding markets and growing over the next years. Um, but you know, to hear that bourbon brands are on, are on allocation, it's a it's a true statement. Um, in some cases, you're just not going to be able to get the older. Um, you know, bourbons out there, and even for the younger ones, uh, you've just got to go through this process of aging because that color comes from the barrel. There's no color added to it. There's nothing you can do to it besides take it out of the barrel and uh, bottle it. We've been talking with Rick Tapia uh, of La Bodega International and the uh, creator of JR Revelry Bourbon Whiskey, made in Tennessee. Um, and, and so tell me about, you know, when you when you go to launch, are you going to be kind of starting trying to break th- through the, the restaurant type scene or are you going to go to the to, uh, obviously I guess bars as well? But I mean, yes. where do you you know, where do you see yourself trying to kind of introduce um, yourself to the market? I, I'm, I'm going to be launching during what is considered the holiday time period, which is very important in, in our world. I mean, it's the biggest selling season. There's the occasion of hosting, entertaining, gift giving, everything. So and, and that was really my, my impetus for wanting to launch sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also it's brown good times. The weather's going to get a little cooler. You've got tailgating happening, et cetera, et cetera. So the occasion is is definitely for whiskey and and for brown goods. Um, the 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 challenge is is going to be um, how you know retail is obviously the the first opportunity because everybody's going into a store to buy, to take home, to right. take to a party, to gift or right. whatever. Yep. Um, and then from the on-premise side, I am working, um, my, my lead mixologist is actually uh, the president of the USBG, the U.S. Bartender Guild here in the Atlanta area. That doesn't hurt. Yeah, so she's, you know, so she's, <laughs> so she's opening some doors. And it's all about the introductions. It's all about the introductions to people and, um, and what they can then help do for your brand and drive the awareness and trial. Because for any new brand or even for existing brands that are having line extensions or whatever, uh, at the end of the day, you're trying to uh, drive drive the awareness for it, and then get people to try your product to hopefully gain an appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's going to be how our our two pronged attack is going to be: get the retail stores locked and loaded, stacked, um, and then start to build the on premise through the mixologist community, having them spread the word, and then obviously work with local key accounts and chains um, to try to get onto the menu. Uh, mm-hmm. The menu is probably the most important thing for any for any brand, regardless of whether you're new or old. A lot of people, believe it or not, don't know what they want to drink, and that menu is a is a huge um, enticer, inducer, encourager to say, "Hey, let me try," you know, that Vixen Vodka cocktail or that JR Revelry cocktail. Right. Yeah. Um, so menus are huge. Is there a big seasonality for bourbon? Um, you know, people say you know brown goods come in in the fall and kind of tail off um, in the spring, and then white goods. So your, vo- your tequilas, your vodkas do really, really well during the summertime season. Um, um, right now, I'd say everything's evolving. Uh, the LDA consumer, what we call that new generation of legal drinking age consumers that mm-hmm. come into, into the, you know, the, the world, um, they're coming into a, a whiskey world right now because you've got brands that are super hot right now like Fireball. Um, not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's probably the, the fastest growing brand out there right now. And, and young and old, um, they're, they're drinking that as a shot, and it's, it's a Canadian whiskey shot. Um, so palates are re- being retrained, reconditioned, um, and it, it's just one of these things where industries evolve, and the consumer, I think, right now is evolving a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll we'll see over the next five to ten years, you know, whether it's a permanent evolution or whether it's just a, a brand and a phase. Um, but but right now, whiskey is is prevalent; it's growing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've been a fan. It's been one of my favorite beverages for a long time. My wife happens to be a big martini and vodka fan, so uh, we'll be able to, uh, you know. 
sample each of us our, our, our favorite drink of, of choice here when we uh, go home. So very excited about that. On the 25th, I don't know what you all are doing in the evening, but mm -hmm. uh, I'll invite you both just since you're sitting here. Um, we have the Business Radio X Mixer that's at the Concourse Athletic Club oh. in the evening there. It's a really nice event. It's always well attended. 150 to 200 people are going to be there. You bit, come out, shake some hands, introduce people to what you're doing. So I would welcome you to come out. Who knows? You you, you might already be on the on the bar there, but uh, um, it would be a great chance for yeah. you to come. And there's all, you know, folks from all industries uh, going to be there, some, you know, high-level folks. So you never know who you might meet that might move you forward. So throw that out there for you. I'll certainly follow it up with an e email so you'll have it. But uh, would love to see you all come out and uh, meet some folks at the uh, at the uh, Business Radio X Mixer. Before we run out of time, I can't, if we get to talking to these cool people and we run out of time so fast, it always makes my head spin. So before we do run out of time, I want to make sure we get everybody with all of your relevant web and social media uh, contacts too. But uh, along with that, you know, tell us, you know, kind of a parting thought for the listener out there, any kind of you know, we talked to Leanne earlier about uh, her advice for someone who's getting ready to either launch uh, an endeavor in the in the uh, industry of making beverages like this. But just in general, do you have thoughts for somebody that's getting ready to try to start something off on their own? Or, um, you know, uh, what would you say to the listener in, 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 in parting? Um, I'd say that regardless of what industry or what job you have, I would say just learn, learn, learn what you're doing. Um, the industry afforded me over the 17 years to do different things. Like I said, I started accounting, went into brand management, went, then went into sales. Um, whatever job you have, whatever company you're working for, just, you know, be motivated enough to want to learn and learn different aspects of what you're doing um, or could be doing because when you do choose to do your own thing, you're going to be able to reflect back on all of these different um, areas that you've worked in and utilize all that experience and knowledge to help you do and, and feel confident that you can do what it is that you want to do. Oh, that's great. So tell us how folks can get in touch with you on the on the internet. Uh, our website is jrrevelry.com. Um, there's a info link there. You can definitely send uh, any questions and all questions there. Um, and just continue to follow the website. It's, uh, we're in version one right now, so we're updating it with a lot of product visuals and uh, just a lot more recipes and more, more information to come in, in anticipation of the launch October. Facebook, Twitter for, for the brand yet? All being developed right now, but uh, awesome. it'll all be linked off of the website. We'll definitely tie into both of you as uh, you get that going. Tell us uh, all your connections there, Leanne, before we go. We're all over social, so um, <laughs> all of the links are on our website, but we're on Facebook and um, Pinterest as Vixen Vodka on Twitter Vixen Vodka was taken so um, yeah I know and um, so we are drink Vixen Vodka on Twitter um. and Instagram because we felt like well let's just have a call to action what do we want people to do we want people to drink it so it's drink Vixen Vodka well of course before <laughs> I asked that I went and put this out here so I'm gonna have to retweet these photos okay, here because I'm giving someone else some credit yeah um, <laughs> you know for the listeners out there to the Midtown Business Radio Show thanks for making us a part of your afternoon be sure to link up with us both of you you have to promise that's the only fee for being here is you have to link up, up with us on social media but the uh, the Twitter and Facebook feeds for uh, the Midtown Business Radio Show is Midtown BRX on both and uh, you know thank you all so much for making us part of your afternoon today thank you too thanks for jumping in on our show unannounced like that today Rick uh, making time for us we really Absolutely. enjoyed uh, being able to add you to the slate today thank you Schwagman for being here on the mic with me it's my pleasure and last but not least thank you very much thanks Ms. Baruti. for letting me push your buttons <laughs> <laughs> every week see you all same time same place next week